This is the trick that's played on everyone who's oppressed. The first thing, an occupation, uh, when you have a revolution in the country, the first thing you take over is the radio. And then you start telling the people that everybody, the war is over. And, 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 and so all of them surrender. No, they believe that thing right there. And once they take that over, they start telling you uh, where you are and where they are, and you fall right in line. It's plain thought control. The majority of the American people aren't segregationists. That the majority of the American people aren't imperialists. But the government is. The structure is. The power faction is. So what, how, how then do all the majority go along with it? Because those who sit in power over the television, over the radio, and over the press is constantly telling those who are the masses how free they are. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. And today is a cool one. It's a special one. It's another solo episode. And it's, I won't take too much of your time. But today I want to ask and possibly look into the question of how does media distort reality? Or does it at all? I personally believe it does. But we'll see. This is Simply King. So, I think that for a long time that I have always been pretty, um, I guess, I second guessed the news, no matter what level it was on. No matter if it was local, no matter if it was national news, no matter what it was. And within this episode, I would like my to try my damnedest to be aware of my own bias and also knowledge of those things and try my best to stay within the middle and just present these things to you and present perspectives to you and allow for you to think about these things. This is a food for thought type of episode. Food for thought. And I'm giving it to you real quick. All right. First thing I want to lay down on you is that within my little, you know, small moments of research to support what I've proposed about how media distorts reality. First thing that I came across was why not look up Nielsen? Right. So I went to Nielsen. Nielsen gives us this, that American adults spend about 11 hours a day listening, watching reading or generally interacting with media live and live tv being the one that's the most consumed and this is for ages 18 and up and that's nielsen rating for me i think about it like this we are constantly constantly consuming things social media has now became a part of our reality streaming is now a new form of how of consuming information is consuming some type of entertainment and it's way more accessible than anything that we've ever seen you can stream from your phone you can stream from your you know most things um in real time um being live tv you can see all these things we can truly truly consume so much at so many different levels i've watched i remember back in um last year sometime when the brent kavanaugh uh hearings was happening i remember watching this thing live and it was just like why am i so why do I care, first off? But I should care, yes. But damn, 
I'm really plugged in and seeing this thing happen live, 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 live. And it messed me up a little bit because it's like there's really it's certain moments that truly do pause and shape and mold the way that we live. You think about the Super Bowl being an extremely large media event that literally shifts that way that people literally move for that day. Media has an extreme strong impact on us. And news specifically is one of those things that I really feel like is the leading cause of this distortion. And I don't think it's intentional. I think it's genuinely a piece of, you know, trying to deliver certain facts. And nine times out of ten, a lot of these news publications and platforms give you somewhat facts. First thing I would like to lay out is that, you know, we've been living in a world of alternative facts for at least going on three years now. Um, what well, I guess two years now. And and I, I feel like the reason why alternative facts are a thing is because we have added nuance into every type of current event, no matter what it is. Now, I'm not against this fully because I do believe nuance should be added. I believe in moments of, you know, Black Lives Matter, where in most cases people see a certain situation and if there are certain aspects of that situation that kind of allows you to write this thing off and make it, it make sense in your head, you'll do that. That thing being, you know, finding out someone stole or finding out somebody did something bad and now they're dead, shot, and they were unarmed, makes it a little, makes it a little better in your heart to just be able to like, well, you know, they did steal. But then you find that pushing past that and find the nuance within that is something that I appreciate and it's needed to truly be able to get the right story and the right image, imagery to be shown and the right message and the right narrative to be shown within those things. Nuance is needed. But also, you see nuance being placed in times where now we have now currently an article that went kind of semi-viral. Uh, it was an article by, let me pull that article up, hold up, pull that up. It was by Esquire, actually. And it was an article about the American boy, which was extremely problematic. The life of an American boy at age 17. And then the sub... In the subtext of it, it says Ryan Morgan is a high school senior from the West Bend, Wisconsin. Like all 17 year olds, he thinks a lot about what he wants to do with his life because everyone tells him he's supposed to have it figured out. He'd rather just talk about his girlfriend or cool sneakers or the Packers. But life is never that simple. Now, mind you, this is just a regular white kid, you know, living within uh Wisconsin area, you know what I'm saying? If you see him, you know, he looks very, you know, uh, you know, like a step under hype beast ish. Like he not on the trends like that, you know what I'm saying? But he probably has bought a few of the things, you know, like he probably wear like a piece of Supreme and, you know, he probably got like a one, two, three Yeezys and certainly a MAGA hat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like that. That's how he looks. But I think the situation which makes it problematic and why so many people are in the uproar is that 
in Black History Month of all times. And also, I think the birthday month of Trayvon Martin, who would have been, I believe, 24, 25 by now. Um, we are talking and we are literally giving some sense of light towards a <laughs> a boy that genuinely is just a average white child. Nothing else. Nothing extraordinary about him, nothing significant, nothing noteworthy in Black History Month. This is what we choose to do. Just disrespectful. But this is the nuance that I'm talking about. Nuance added in places where I sometimes believe it shouldn't be added. Sometimes a thing is just a thing. And trying to make create layers that aren't just that really just don't exist is pointless. It's pointless. White men feel threatened. White men feel like the there is some sense of the world kind of coming down on them. And so because of that nuance, they add that to every single part of life. And I think it ties into my next point is that to be offended or offense in general as a as a an action is subjective to the person being who is being accused of offending you we see now within the media you know certain things you know especially within entertainment media where you see inner you know entertainers getting into certain troubles and all these different things and saying certain things publicly having certain views publicly and um essentially they're getting the backlash for those things and we see it time and time again that these things are still sort of subjective. We see with Gucci's blackface. You see with Gucci's blackface thing that they can easily just kind of come in and say, you know, oh, we didn't know. We didn't mean to. We didn't mean to offend anyone. And you see this again with other, you know, entertainers and just people of, you know, public figures that we didn't mean to. That wasn't our intention. That wasn't on us. We need to do better. We need to look into ourselves because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know it was wrong. And I just think, I just think it's crazy. I think it's so crazy because it's, it almost makes you not even want to speak out on what you are offended by. And news outlets replay these things. They've aired it all the way out. And they almost make you sit there and question if what you are complaining about is even valid, truly, a f truly making you challenge the reality that you live in, the reality that you truly reacted to as well. This is where we are. Let me give you some more facts. Because when it comes to the media and news media specifically, I was sitting there wondering, like, I wonder, you know, how... Am I the only one who feels like they have, you know, really never had faith or really have lost some sense of faith or really how much can they really trust the media? So I look to. So I look to the Colombian Journalism Review and they give us. They give me some facts that I think is pretty interesting. That I think I want to share with you guys, and that's 30 percent of conservatives say they have lost faith in the media. And then reasons that, you know, reasons 45 percent spoke to, 
you know, inaccuracies and biases and fake news and alternative facts. To me, America has always, always, always been a, a place that was built on, I would say, division and built on having a certain side and things being divided, not in the sense of, I won't even say in a sense of divided, almost in a sense of sport. And I think that's what's made it palatable because it's it's a sport. It's almost like a sport. You know, I have my team. You have your team. My team has beliefs in its way of playing the game and your team has beliefs in the way it plays the game. And I think that is where we could move into our politics. That is where we move into all the things that we see throughout life. And we, so many people are very, very loyal to these things. When nine times out of ten, we are way more nuanced than we want to really claim ourselves to be. We're way more diverse in our thinking than we really want to be because even people who truly are just die hard to the right or to the left, there's some type of confliction to them. We see it so much now with, you know, with gay conservatives and with conservatives who are, you know, below the poverty line and there's things that directly affect them but for some reason they are literally voting against their interest because they have to vote for their team and media outlets are echoing this very very thing Fox News literally finding out someone works at Fox News creates an opinion in your head and it makes you think like uh, ooh, I don't know about this guy I don't know about this person and same way it is with you know, a lot of different liberal media outlets as well. They are extremely inclusive and all these different things. A lot of people on the conservative side see that as you're trying to push people's beliefs to, onto me, and you're 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 not telling telling me the things I really want to hear. And this is just too much. You're trying to make me change the way I think about certain things, and it's interesting. I, I, I consulted with my girl who was within media who gave me some really, really cool points about just when it comes to, because I think that currently right now where we are is such an interesting time when it comes to the way that people play a role within media. Now, with the, you know, with the emergence of social media within the early 2000s to and it being around for, you know, and most social media is being around for over 10 years, it has been around and has been a part of a generation almost. A generation has only known, you know, that Twitter and Facebook and all these things have existed. Like, if you were born in 2000, all you knew of, like, you would, once you came, up, came into, you know, of age, Facebook was there already and it's been there for years. And it affects, and there's a matter of being able to affect what's going to be, what the news and information is going to be put out. It's a powerful thing that people have now because platforms can grow to a point to where it literally makes the news seem incorrect. We've seen this when it came to the coverage of, you know, during the emergence of the Black Lives Matter movement, we've seen it. From a local from a local news standpoint, they were it was kind of not giving us all of what we needed, and it was people on the ground, on the ground that were tweeting about things, was put you know recording things and posting them, 
And then that is what pushed the hand of so many different outlets to now show what's really happening in Ferguson, to show what's really happening on some of these places and some of these, you know, boycotts or or marches or protests or whatever they may be, just really showing you the reality of what it is. Same way it is. And, you know, from an international standpoint, it's the same way you see you've we've seen within, you know, the organization and with the utilization of, you know, things like Twitter and Facebook, you know, other countries have been able to organize themselves and truly fight the power that is somewhat oppressing them. And this is the world we live in. And she said, and, you know, that said something that I thought was interesting. And that was just, you know, it's needed. Because this there, there, there doesn't need to be this unlinking thing amongst the media conglomerate and the people. The people who is giving you the news and the stories that are being given are essentially being given out by the individuals who are reporting the stories, especially from a local news standpoint, people who are giving us the story, giving them the stories are local individuals, keeping you abreast of all these different things. And I think where you can get in trouble is that some things can be slanted because they are leaning to report about certain stories more than others. And this is where the bias comes in. People don't trust because it's like you are only you never because you you're so extreme with it. You're so left. You're so right. And I try my best not to even give out, you know, which side you should go with. I think it's the matter of I think the connection of the two and the thing that both of them do is truly shape the way that you see the world. And if your mind, if your mind believes a certain thing, then obviously you're going to approach life in a certain way. We've seen how the media how social media kind of, you know, pushed out in the way that media reacted to social media when it came to the um, the boys within Washington, D.C. and the, you know, the old elder, the old, you know, Native indigenous elder and how that just became a fiasco in itself. It's something that no one could truly pinpoint. And what do people think? People added nuance to that, saying that, you know, these were kids, these were whatever. We sh- You know, you shouldn't condemn these kids. They shouldn't get in trouble. But it's like these kids had on these MAGA hats. We know exactly what that means. We know the energy they was coming with. We know all these things they said in the third. Then you find out, oh, well, he walked over there to them. What about that? And what about this? And what about that? And all these new facts and all these new things. And stuff keeps coming out. And he's just, oh, my God. And, well, I don't know how I feel now. And that happens to so, that happens so often. More often than I feel like it needs to. And now we're in a place where, you know, we're truly fighting each other for information and fighting each other to be the first one to give information or just presenting ourselves to really not be that all together with the information that we have. We have a president in place who is very fond of Speaking from an emotional standpoint, truly giving you, not really giving you facts or his facts really not being, you know, as he said, as his facts are certainly alternative, which are just false, all false. But these things are, you know, supporting by a lot of different media outlets, which makes it real. 
Because for the average individual, they're not going to go and double check things. They're not going to go and see if the other side is saying the same exact thing. If you go like look, think about how we are now. If we see a post on Twitter about somebody dying, what's the first thing we do? We go to Google. To see if TMZ, to see if, you know, CNN or somebody else has reported it. And if they haven't reported, we don't believe it. Even if it really is true, we do not believe it. We put a lot of trust into them. A lot of trust. And when I thought about it, I thought about it, I was like, okay, let's see. Who do we trust? Who do we, who can I trust? Oh, some Scarface shit. Who can you trust for real? And so I thought, all right, let me look it up. And the top three most trusted, and this is from marketwatch.com. The top three most trusted media sources are number one, The Economist, Public Television, and Reuters. Reuters does a lot of polls, a lot of different things, so it makes sense. Public Television, it's pretty direct. You probably literally know your newscast, know your weatherman. You could talk shit to him in a, in a grocery store. The Economist is interesting because why? It's a uni- it's a United Kingdom publication, based publication. So the number one publication that Americans like is one that's not even of us. We trust a whole source outside of ourselves more than we do ourselves, which is very telling just in general. We, we're not... I think, you know, within the black community, we always say, you know, we don't trust until until a white man says. And I believe that, you know, as the average Americans being, you know, average white folks, if they hear a smart British dude say it. And they kind of believe it a little bit more. It's just got to be true because they're not reporting nothing crazy. But the fact of the matter is that propaganda exists. The behavior of the public exists. Social engineering exists. To create fear, to create some type of, you know, rage, it exists and it moves things. It makes things happen. It creates wealth and, you know, and creates some sense of income. But also it makes people treat people in a certain way. Imagine if, you know, we never seen the faces of the people who. The people who, you know, ran those uh, planes into the World Trade Center. If we've never seen it, they never told us about the ethnicity of those individuals. They kept that part private and they told us about everything else. Imagine, do you believe that there would still be this sense of, you know, quote unquote, you know, brown people are terrorists? But they leaned into it. They gave us the facts and people, but it was so slanted in a way at times where you had, where half the nation seeing these people, seeing American citizens who are already here as terrorists. And now it's synonymous, being terrorist and, and Muslim is synonymous. And it's crazy. But that's the life that we live now. That is where we are. That is where it's at at this point. And I think it's just absurd. And the media has come to, the media has become a place where People just can't consume vital facts, just get vital information. They have they must also be mindful of the bias of what's being who's presenting this information to them. And I think that's what makes this whole thing a, a strange world that we live in. And I want everybody to think about that. Is that now. We're like if you're literally watching something and you're agreeing with every single thing that's being said, 
you might want to check it. You might want to get another opinion. Because they're playing towards what you what appeals to you. The media sources that you like usually appeal to you. But when we're talking about facts, we're talking about real life. We're talking about the things that we need to know so we don't mess up things. We have to be thorough with it. Can't be emotional facts. Can't be opinions that we trust more than facts. We have to go with facts. Because if we don't go with facts, what what will we have? The facts are the real thing. Facts are what holds things together because this this if 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 two plus two can eventually equal five, then what in the world can we do? The world would forever change and not ever be what we see it to be. And we would have to adjust to whatever that is. And I think, you know, now a lot of people like like I said to my girl earlier, is like we're now in a stage where the majority of the nation can believe that we are not at our best place. We're not in our best spot as a nation, right? And the nation is divided. But let's say because we are, it's really only two sides. Those two sides are people who can sit there and say that being, you know, you know, right or left can say things in a way that almost is for the same exact reason. Because, you know, the liberal media is telling us this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. And I got to try to make me change and do all these things. And then you have people who say, well, you guys are literally supporting somebody who's literally not in your best interest. And that's the problem. And you don't need to be that way. And you don't need to do this. It's ruining the world. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I should get my passport and leave. That is where we are. Because they've added nuance. They don't trust the media especially don't trust the media that's only giving them one thing or supporting the thing that they're already against. So here we are now not agreeing with each other and seeing the facts because the facts are being presented to us in a very slanted way. Sometimes most of the time, most of the time, but I'll end with the interesting update of, you know, Jesse Smalley, which I think is interesting because I believe the media played a big role into Pushing out what this story is, pushing out information for this story. But I think what's crazy is, is that, you know, it's it was so easy for us to in the, in the beginning of this story coming out, for people to immediately be fishy of it, be extremely fishy. I mean, you've seen the publication, you've seen the articles, kind of you know, get playing into that sense of. This is, you know, yeah, I don't know. And I didn't jump to, you know, a conclusion. I just believed him off, off the strength because it's like, shit, this is the world we live in. I believe it. Like, I think this thing could happen. And, you know, you got young boys dying in the streets. I can believe there's somebody who's going to do something outrageous, tie a noose around somebody's neck when they're, you know, and it's late and dark in downtown Chicago. But it was it was certainly strange. And I thought it was very calculated. It was just like, why him? Why Why this? You didn't steal any money from him. You just literally just attacked him in this way and beat him up. And, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like something else could have been there. Something else could have happened to truly, you know, damage his career and damage who he was. Oh, do I got this little yawn, y'all. I'm tripping. Um, And I think that right now, where we are now is that there's been two arrests. And... 
a lot of a lot of new information that you know makes the story seem very very interesting and very fishy and nobody wants to believe that and i think it's sad because it does a dis it does a disservice for people who really are being attacked who really are being you know given these you know just given hate on a day to day and that's something that nobody should ever have to deal with but i believe that you know Personally, I believe this is one of those moments I really want to wait till more facts come out. We get some even more harder things or some type of, you know, I guess some type of finishing um, sentence or finishing, you know, of the case comes to a close and conclusion of what actually occurred and what they believe to be true. I have to wait because I don't want to make a fool out of myself. I feel like last year I feel like I jumped on things and things didn't happen or things came out. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can't do this no more. I got to make sure these things are correct and right and ready to go. That's just how I'm going to flow for the rest of the year and and beyond. But food for thought. Food for thought. I want you all to think about that. When you're watching and consuming what you're consuming, fact check. Go and look into it and don't, you know. Don't be too anal about it. Don't be whatever, whatever. When you, even when you're talking amongst people, like, ask them where they read that at. Don't, you know, you can be very respectable about it, but you need to know. And also, if you know something to be true and someone is telling, you know, kind of spreading the, the falseness of that, you know, situation, go ahead and give them, correct them, and give them the things that you've read. That is what I suggest for everyone to do. Because right now we need it more than ever. We need accuracy. We need things to be sharp and ready to go because we don't need to be in the dark about the world that we live in. How much sense does that make, right? But thank you all for, you know, tuning in and going in, going and going ahead and, you know, listening on Spotify. Make sure that you go ahead and keep on listening on Spotify. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and um, and Stitcher. And I would love, love, love if all of you guys who are listening to this to go and go and leave a review for the kid. You know what I'm saying? Go leave me a review that helps with just, you know, boosting up a brother's ratings and boosting up all the things of how you like the show and all those things. Let me know because I need that. I need that. You know what I'm saying? Give me five stars if you please. I would love to read some things over the air and, you know, and also, you know, keep those people in mind for when merch drops you feel me that's just me though all right that's for y'all but this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans i'm rodney perry also known as king and this is simply king peace